from Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome to Fearfully and Wonderfully Me, a podcast for women on leadership and life skills with Rhea Story. Rhea shares powerful life and leadership principles, helping you maximize your potential and become the woman God created you to be. Today we're talking about intentional thinking. Um, it's probably one of my favorite topics because the the power of our thoughts and the, the thoughts that we intentionally think about cannot be overstated in terms of what it can do for our potential, um, both in life and leadership. So I've always been a, a thinker, but I really didn't realize how powerful it was to intentionally direct thoughts in a, a specific direction um, until probably probably about 2012 or 2013. Um, a couple of examples I can think back over a life where I was always thinking about, you know, achieving a goal and and thinking about that and how to do it and how to achieve it. And I would. Um, I can remember jogging around, um, taking, you know, going out for a run and thinking about, oh, I want this specific job. And how do I, how do I get that specific job? And then, you know, less than a year later, I was working in the job that I'd been thinking about um, while running. And, but, you know, I, I really wasn't doing that intentionally. It wasn't like I was thinking on purpose for a purpose, sitting down going, how can I, how can I change my life by changing my thoughts? You know, I really didn't realize the power of doing that until um, probably 2013. And I, I was remember because I was at a, a leadership conference and I was listening to John Maxwell um, speak. And John Maxwell is a, a very popular leadership speaker and uh, writer. He's got, gosh, 80 something, 90 something books on leadership. And so I was taking notes while he was talking. And I still have that, that journal where I was taking notes and he was talking about intentional thinking. Uh, he really didn't call it that, but he was talking about, you know, thinking on purpose. And he shared with us that every year since he was 17, he has read one book and the book was called as a man thinketh by James Allen. And so I wrote that down and I thought, wow, that must be a pretty profound book. If someone like John Maxwell is reading that book, not just once, but reading it once a year, every year, and he's like 70 years old now, every year he's read this book since he was 17. It must be a really incredible book. And I couldn't wait to get home and get on Amazon and, and order it. And the book came in. I was so excited, you know, to get the package in and open it up and be like, wow, this is going to be a fabulous book. Um, and it completely shocked me because the book, uh, the version I have, is got big font and it's 38 pages. With big font, it's 38 pages. And I remember just feeling so puzzled because I was like, this is the profound, powerful book that John Maxwell reads every year. I'm like, how, how good can it be? It's only 38 pages. And, but it was interesting when I read the book, I realized it is a very powerful book. Um, and it, you know, it's very really just talking about the thoughts that we have and their effect on our circumstances, their effect on us, their effect on our health and our body. Um, and it really took me several readings to digest it and absorb it. And it is one of those books you can go back and read again and again, because every time you read it, you're in a different place. 
And so you'll get different things out of it. It's kind of like reading the Bible over, you know, you're, you're just in a different place in your life. And so different things will resonate with you differently. Well, why is that all important um, to begin with? You know, the thoughts that we think do influence us and they do determine us to some extent. Um, I like to say it like this, the consequences of the thoughts that we think are the choices that we make because the thoughts that we think dictate how we feel and that decides what we do and that determines what we get, the results that we get. So I'm reading a, a pretty cool book. Um, it's got definitely got some science in it, but the, the not too sciencey parts that are just way over my head um, are pretty interesting and thought provoking. Um, the book is called Switch on Your Brain by Dr. Carolyn Leaf. And I really kind of stumbled on it by accident. Um, but I love one of her points in here that she talks about research shows, and I'm quoting, research shows 75 to 98 percent of illness comes from thought. Now, let me break that down and I'm going to elaborate on that a little bit because some of you are thinking, wow, there is no way I thought my way into a head cold last week. Um, but really, the thoughts that we think influence how we're feeling and what we do and they influence our choices and those choices determine as much as 75 to 90 percent of physical and mental illness or unwellness you know our thoughts and our choices really scientifically change the the emotions because they change the chemicals in our brain. And she's got a, um, Dr. Leaf has a ton of science and research studies in the book, but it's way over my head um, to be able to, to digest it all and break it down for you. But um, she summarizes it nicely in the book and, and really talks about how that research supports that our thoughts that we think, intentionally directing our thoughts, actually change the chemical reaction in our brain. And that changes our body on a physiological level. Now, all of that is fascinating, and we can talk about that all day, but what that really means to you and what it really means to me is that we are influenced by our environment, but we are not determined by it because true freedom exists in our mind. The freedom of the thoughts that we have, you know, the freedom to choose our attitude is going to determine our perspective, and that determines our outlook. I love that. Um, you know, this isn't anything new. Um, even the Bible talks about, you know, um, in Matthew, Matthew 6, 25. Um, don't worry about your life, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Because really, we spend a lot of time and a lot of energy worrying about the future. Um, and most of that is things that we can't control anyway. And so we end up just spinning our wheels and wasting our, our precious time and energy and our precious thoughts on things we can't control. So worry worry about anything doesn't really help us. It doesn't really move forward. So what I really want to talk about today is how do we change our thinking to serve us better rather than worry or fear, um, rather than those negative thoughts that keep us stuck anytime we're not happy with where we are, how do we change our thinking? How do we think intentionally to move forward, to move to a better place, to move to a different environment, a better situation? Um, you know, negative thoughts 
are, you know, just the thoughts that we think to ourselves, negative thoughts that we think are, are kind of like, you know, coming up to someone and getting right up in their face, you know, like six inches away, like, you know, close enough to, to tell what they had for lunch by smelling their breath, getting right up in their face and yelling at them. And that person more than likely is immediately going to get defensive and they're going to start yelling back, right? I mean, that's just a, a normal reaction. And when we think negative thoughts to ourselves, it's kind of like that. We immediately put ourselves on the defensive. When we start attacking ourselves with negative thinking, we immediately have to go on the defensive. And the problem is that when we're in a defensive state, it's counterproductive to problem solving. And I don't know about you, but life, my life certainly has problems. You know, even when we do make the right choices and we do things great, we're still going to encounter problems. We're still going to have situations that can go wrong or end up like we didn't want or what we didn't plan or what we didn't hope for sometimes. So the question is, how can we intentionally think about it? And how can we use the power of that intentional thinking to move forward? Um, so I like to break it down like this. There are three key um, key things to think about whenever we find ourselves in a situation that we need that we're stuck in. Whether that's physically stuck, maybe we made the wrong choice about a, a career move. Um, I've done that in the past, and um, you know now it's like how do I how do I think about what how I can change my job situation. Um, Maybe it's the wrong move on a personal level. Maybe it's the wrong decision um, that we made. Um, you know, there's there's so many options where sometimes with the situations and the messes that we have in our life are situations that we created um, through choices we made. And sometimes they're not. You know, sometimes hardships just happen and we find ourselves faced with a, a challenging situation and it's, um, you know, it's thinking about how can we move forward through that, even if it's just emotionally um, and maybe not physically. So I'll, I like to break this down because I'm a pretty uh, visual person. So I write this down in, in the way of um, three boxes. You know, if you have a, a big piece of paper in front of you, go on and write down um, three big squares in a line um, on your piece of paper there. And the first one is right in that box, write down, think about reality. And then right in that box or around that box or even beside it, think about what is the reality of the situation? You know, because positive thinking and optimistic thinking doesn't mean that we ignore reality. You know, it's writing down the facts or or thinking about the facts and saying, okay, um, this is how it really is. I don't want to, you know, stick my head in the sand and pretend that life is good when it's not. But come face to face with the reality of the situation. So think about reality, number one. And the second box, write down thinking about options. And right in this box or, or beside it is going to go all of the options that you have to move forward. Um, so, you know, a couple of years ago, um, several years ago, really, Mac and I had, we'd, you know, both of us had started a journey of going into speaking and writing, and we'd both left um, great careers, um, cashed in our 401k in retirement, and um, you know, resigned from those careers on purpose to pursue um, what we consider a calling. And uh, you know, to begin with, we didn't have any clients, we didn't have a client base, we didn't have a social network, we certainly didn't have podcasts like this or, or books, and. 
what we realized, um, the town we were living in at the time was a fairly small town. And we'd been there for many years. Um, we had um, bought a house there and we lo- you know, loved the house. We had a pool, we had a hot tub. Um, and we'd already made some some sacrifice uh, decisions in terms of growing our business. And, you know, we'd sold some cars and downsized our lifestyle. And and those were not bad things. You know, they were really intentional decisions to help us move forward and grow the business. And we came to a point where we realized that um, the city we were living in, number one, it was a small town. It really was limiting our business options because it's harder to meet new people and potential clients if you're in a small town. And it also was um, several hours away from one of the bigger airports. So that meant that anytime we had to travel, it meant, you know, spending another couple of extra hours driving to the airport and then traveling somewhere. And we came to the realization that being in that house and that town was holding us back from where we wanted to go. And so we started thinking about the options. Um, and one option, if we wanted to continue to move forward and grow the business, was selling the house. Now, that doesn't mean you have to to, um, act on all of these options right now. You know, just sit down and and brainstorm on what are the options that I have, even if you don't like them, even if they don't look like great solutions. Just sit down and think about what are the options that I have in this situation? Um, Is this an option? Is this an option? What could I do? Don't worry right now about is this the best decision? Is this the the one decision or is this the action I need to take? Just brainstorm on all of the possibilities. I call this possibility thinking. Um, Doesn't mean you got to act on it right now. You're not necessarily getting married to this solution. Just think about it as a possibility. And then that brings us to the third box, of course, which is thinking about actions. This is where we decide a course of action. This is where we choose our way forward. Out of all of those possibilities you brainstormed on, which one is most likely to be a good, effective solution? Um, how likely is it that you're going to carry through with it? Think about um, you know, the consequences, potentially good consequences and potentially negative consequences of those opportunities you wrote down. And then choose the one that best fits you. You know, this is why I'm, I'm, I love doing this process, whether you do it informally or, or even just sit down and think about it, you don't have to write it down to actually do it. But these three steps are so powerful in helping us find our solution. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of, of giving people advice because, you know, I can't give them the one best solution that fits your situation and your environment and your circumstance. So I really hesitate to give people advice because I might choose a different solution than really is the best one for them. But if you follow these three steps to sit down and think about these three things, think about reality, think about your options, and then think about the action you need to take. And then act on it. Just take that action. But if you do this, this will help empower you to think about the solution that really fits you best. Um, You know, sometimes it's just the little things that hold us back from taking action. But if we sit down and get very intentional about thinking about our situation and how to solve it, this becomes a very powerful tool. And you can apply this model to just about any situation. You can think about the future, you know, think about your current reality Think about where you want to go. Think about the options to get there. 
and think about the one course of action you need to take. It's incredibly clarifying. And, you know, we don't do enough thinking. Um, most of us are busy. You know, I talk about a lot of times where, uh, and I, I've, I'm sure I've heard it somewhere because it's it's too good. I, it's got to be a quote that I've read or, or heard someone else say. So much of the time, we are so busy as a human doing that we forget to be a human being and taking time away even even just a few minutes every day to really think on purpose, intentional thinking. Um, I'm going to share a quote with you that um, Marianne Williamson had, and that's not the one that most of us think about that we know about our deepest fear. Um, this is in her book, A Return to Love, and she quote, I quote, Changing our lives can be difficult. For a person who's been diagnosed with a physical ailment, the call to change is imperative. Where we used to eat unhealthy foods, we must now eat healthy ones. Where we used to smoke or drink or get too little sleep, we must now change those habits. And where our minds used to run instinctively in the directions of fear, paranoia, and attack, we must now do everything possible to train our minds to think differently. And I love that because it is so powerful. It really is training our mind. You know, when we find ourselves focusing on fear or worry or something that we can't control, it really is training our mind to sit, to, to mentally sit down and go, okay, let me think about reality, think about my options, and think about the actions I need to take. And those, this process, it's so simple, but so powerful in helping us gain emotional control over our situation. Doesn't mean it's going to solve it overnight. Doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. But it really just raises our awareness. Um, and that's that's the key. Um, you know, raising our awareness about our options and our opportunities. And then that will help us take action. Um, Daniel Goleman says, self-awareness is recognizing a feeling as it happens. And it's the key stone of emotional intelligence. You know, it really comes down to just being intentional because that's the power to change our world. We don't have to wait on circumstances to get better or anybody else to do it. We don't have to wait on a perfect time or a better time or the right time. It's really sitting down and saying, what can I do with what I've been given? Until next time. Start increasing your influence and maximizing your potential with Rhea's audiobooks. Available at audible.com, amazon.com, and iBooks. Please visit RiaStory.com to learn about Rhea's books, resources, speaking, and training programs. Thanks for listening.